you've given to us tonight from the hymn that you uh, gave Pastor Charles and the Brockway uh, girls, Lord God, Mikey for bringing him back and Warren for letting us borrow him again <laughs> for this few times, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for blessings for them. And Lord, we ask for your guidance. Guide us, Lord God, as you, as you speak through me, Lord God, to your people with this message of yours. I ask for wisdom, Lord God, for me and for your people. I pray for discernment, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you, I only speak the truth about you and your will. And Lord, I pray for salvation for those who are still lost and still need to surrender their lives to you. And I pray, Father God, for, for encouragement for those who are falling into this sin, Lord God, that we'll be discussing. I pray that you encourage them and help them, Lord God, as they get convicted. And I pray, Lord God, that you just be pleased with everything tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, we are still in our, uh, just the pursuit of pleasure. Uh, so we've been tackling everything. We've been trying to debunk what the world tells us, which is good, and which is what we need to be striving for versus what the Bible tells us. So tonight, I titled our message tonight, Pursuit of Pleasure. Now this, you know, we can, pleasure can cover almost everything, right? Pleasure, but this is mostly about sexual immorality. That is what we're going to be tackling. And what we're going to be tackling are, are and, ho and as you're sitting there, you're thinking, all right, this doesn't apply to me. <laughs> Maybe your seatmate, right? Maybe the, the person that's sitting right Remind them that this message is for them. No, the, the hardest lesson to learn are the things we think we already know. I, I found that out when, you know, when, when our, our car was broken into last week. Because I knew that. I knew that if you leave a bag in your car, it attracts bad elements, you know. And uh, I was too comfortable. I was happy that my wife and my daughter were back. Uh, I, we, they were hungry. I got too complacent, right? But I forgot what I knew. So it's the same thing with, with the things that we know about God and, and His will and His ways for us. When we get complacent, we tend to fall because we're too comfortable. We forgot. So please, if you think you already know the lessons about sexual immorality, please still give the Holy Spirit an open ear so that you might be prepared for whatever attacks that the enemy might have planned for you uh, this coming I'm not trying to scare you. Not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be attacked. <laughs> Just in case, right? Just in case. All right. So I titled Pursuit of Pleasure. The world tells us, right? It tells us to please yourself. Whatever you want, you do. Don't let anybody's moral code stop you because it's only immoral if you hurt other people. Now, is that necessarily true when it comes to Sex. Now, se okay, warning, this is a PG-13 uh, message. So if you are not in a 13-year-old mind or not mature enough, you might be giggling and everything. You might, you might uh, want to control yourself tonight. <laughs> so it is PG-13. So the, the groups that we're, that we're going to be talking are, are uh, there's going to be the, the sexual identity. Sexual identity, we're going to be tackling that tonight. And we're going to be tackling about sex before marriage and then sex outside marriage. So I'm hoping it covers everybody sitting here. Hopefully. This is the first group of verses that we're going to tackle. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, I know we studied 1 Corinthians. And I just want us to be reminded again. It says here, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who submit to perform to or perform homosexual acts. So if you are wondering if that word was in the Bible, this is the translation that it's in. And this is the verse that it's in. And yes, it's in the Bible. So if you don't care about what the Bible says, then this probably doesn't apply. But if you claim to be a Christ follower, 
the word of God is the Bible. And the word of God, it says it there. And verse 18 says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a man can commit is outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Now, sexual, immor sexual immorality affects the person who commits it. Everything else affects everybody else. But that one particular sin, sexual immorality, affects the person who does it. I know I brought it up before about the grid. If you want to research this, this is a New York Times article back in uh, May 11, 1982. May 11, 1982. Now, you can't have this, this header now because you'll get lawsuits, but this was the header for New York Times in 1982. New homosexual disorder worries health officials. Google it. It's in there. And you can read it. And it says here, this was such an early stage. And they called it uh, for GRID, G-R-I-D, for gay-related Im immunodeficiency. <laughs> Probably butcher that, but you get the picture. And it says here, back in 82, it says, it has been reported in 20 states and seven countries. But the overwhelming majority of cases have been in New York City, 158 cases back in 82. Elsewhere in New York State, 10, New, York, Jer New Jersey, 14, and California, 71. So I don't know what the numbers are now, but the sexual immoral affects the person. So we're going to be tackling a lot of this. So here's the first one. Our first topic, I put it, love wins versus God's will. Love wins is what that lifestyle claims. That if you love everybody, then it should be okay. Love should be the first and foremost concern. I get it. Love should be the first and foremost concern of everyone. Jesus loved everyone. God loved, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I get that. But when, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it describes to us what love is is and if you go first john it tells you god is love so it do we use god for our own benefit or do we sacrifice ourselves for god if we belong to him sadly we surrender our lives to christ so that we can use him so that we can be blessed for our needs and then we say well god didn't come through for me because I prayed, I surrendered everything to him, I lifted everything up to him, and then he didn't answer my prayer. So there's, there must be no God, or God doesn't hear my prayers. So a misstep there. We use God for our own benefit, instead of us living for him, instead of us understanding who he is. Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. I know I'm not being politically correct. Praise God I'm not running for office or else I won't win. <laughs> Matthew 19.4, Jesus answered, Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female? Male and female. Mark 10.6, However, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Male and female. There's no third sex. Now somebody's going to tell me, well, you know, I, my heart falls into the same sex that I am. My heart feels that. Or I'm attracted to them. Okay, fine. I get that. The emotions are probably not aligned to what the customary thing is. But, you know, sometimes I feel like eating all the time. So am I supposed to be eating all the time? At odd hours. <laughs> no. The answer is no. It's not because I want to eat. doesn't mean I can eat, right? Like right now, if I'm hungry right now, I should be eating while I'm preaching. Right? It doesn't make it right. If, if, if I eat too much of a certain thing, right, it might not be good for me. It goes for all the sin, all the sins that's, that, that's there for us to see. Sometimes I want more money. And if I want more money, then it becomes greed, correct? But I feel like I need it. 
I know it's so hard to tell the truth about the Bible now because everybody's offended. That article in New York Times not gonna be it's gonna get lawsuits if this if it were written today. New York Times sued by the LGBTQIZWXWIL. Brother Nori was just sharing to me in the Philippines, a security guard tried to stop uh, a, a person, uh, 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 a guy who practices a different lifestyle, went into the female restroom and the security guard stopped him. Now he's being sued by that guy. Going to the wrong bathroom. I mean, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Which moral code are we supposed to follow? Ours or the Bible? Because if you're going to say, well, my moral code, I'll just follow my moral code because my parents, they raised me well. Okay, where did they get their moral code? Because if we're just going to go with what we think and what we believe, then there's, then it's going to be chaos. Because what is right for you might be wrong for me. That's why the moral compass, the ultimate moral compass should be the Bible. And the Bible comes from a lawgiver. And the lawgiver is God, the creator. Shouldn't he know better? Shouldn't he know better? Are we supposed to argue, well, Lord, you made me wrong. I'm a girl. <laughs> you know, my, I, I came back from my aunt's 80th birthday. One of my aunts. I have many aunts. I'm, I'm finding out. Have, she goes, in my next life, she's not a believer. <laughs> she, she goes, in her speech, she goes, in my next life, I'd rather be a man. Because if you're a man, it's easier to get ready for a party. Because if you're a girl, you need to straighten your hair, do your makeup, put things together. And I kind of believe that. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but then don't you also know that if you are, were created a, a, a male, you're arguing with your creator. Now, before we judge them, the, 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 the fault of the church... The fault of the church is that we demonize this sin way too much. Okay, if, if we have something, if we have a mistake on this thing, it's that we demonize it way too much. Because this sin is the same sin as the person who watches porn. A straight person who watches porn. Same sin. Same. God sees it the same. But the one thing, the biggest warning is this sin affects the person who commits it. That's why the birth of AIDS came from the homosexual life. So is it, does love win versus God's will? Lord, I love this person. I love him. He's the person I've been looking for all my life. I don't care if he's married. <laughs> I've been praying that they get divorced. I gave it to the prayer warriors last Wednesday. <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's just an example. I know it's... <laughs> Our faith considers this truth. Folks, if you are a follower of Christ, this is the truth. There's no backing down on this. You can't pick, pick and choose what you want to follow when it comes to the Word of God. Now, if you are sitting there and you're struggling with this, I, I'm going to tell you, God is a loving God. God is good. God loves you. God loves you and God loves me. He came to die on the cross for your sin, that specific sin, and mine. God is merciful. Don't, don't be shy about it. He already knows. So love wins versus God's will. See, the pleasure, pursuit of pleasure is people who are attracted to the same sex, they will force this issue. And they will want to keep their Christianity for some reason too. They will force this issue and then try to indoctrinate everybody else. Like, hey, you guys are wrong. It's 2019. A few, a few months later, it'll be 2020. You're old school. This is new school. You know, my question to that guy that went to that bathroom, the female bathroom, he's really confused. Right? 
he's really confused because because the person that stopped him is a security guard doing his job. How am I supposed to know that you're gay if I was a security guard? Wait, 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 wait. Are you gay? Okay, so you're fine to go in there. That, 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 that just cripples, paralyzes everybody to do the right thing. Next part. If you're a Christ follower, that means you're going to have a new life. That means you're going to have a new life. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4.24. Colossians 3.10. And have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. The new has begun. The new life has begun. You know, the other thing that we need to, because our, our society is so sexualized, right? I know I don't need to convince you of that. You know it. Car commercials, watch commercials, Coke commercials, the diet. Have you guys seen the new Coke commercial? Oh my gosh. It's so, I mean, for somebody who struggles with sexual immorality, don't watch TV. Don't even go through anything. Don't even your Facebook or Instagram because everything else is sexualized. You know, the suicide rates, I have to hear in my notes too, the suicide rates for gay people. It says here, the reason uh, studies have found that the GLBT youth attempt suicide is more than three times, three times more frequently than their heterosexual counterparts. A Canadian study estimated the risk of suicide among LGB youth is 14 times higher than for their heterosexual youth. Among youth who attempted suicide, almost twice as many GLBT youth said they really hoped to die. Of transgender people, between 30 to 45% report having attempted suicide. GBT men have a higher risk of suicide than women, although women attempt suicide more frequently. Now, if love wins, see, if you're going to force something against God who created you, you're going to lose. We're going to lose. Do we all know that? Those who have already fought against God. I know this is what you want me to do, Lord. I know you don't want me to gamble, but guess what, Lord? I don't care. And then, you know, if you were like me, I lose in five minutes. My whole paycheck that I waited for in seven days, this was before. Everybody's like, what? He still gambles? No, this was before. I waited for it for five days, right? Five days, and I just gambled it in minutes. Minutes. But we know God doesn't want us to do it. God doesn't want us to be, for tonight's topic, sexually immoral. God created male and female. If you're struggling with that, then you know what? Lift it up to God. Seek counseling. We're here for you. Seek prayer. At least you know your struggle, right? And you're going to admit it. You're going to lift it up to God and let Him help you. There's this uh, new, uh, this is a Hollywood designer. His name is Beckett Cook. This is his testimony. He wrote a book. He was a homosexual and became a Christian. You know, this is, this is what he said. So I was attending Fashion Week and I went to all the shows and a bunch of the parties, he recalled. And I was at the party one night and I just looked over the crowd and I thought, I can't do this anymore. This isn't going to cut it anymore. You know, he, he's with... You know, rubbing elbows with Drew Barrymore, and, and you name it, he knows them. Cook, a successful set designer in the fashion world, was mingling with the Hollywood's elite. He was also openly gay. Despite everything he had, it, was still, it still wasn't enough. Cook said while living in Los Angeles, he was in serious relationships with five different men. But this is what he said, but he felt dead inside. Again, I'm going to quote, I was at Paris Fashion Week in March 2009. I used to go in Fashion Weeks in New York and Paris. I was at this after party. It was very glamorous. Everyone from the fashion world was there. 
and he thinks Kanye West was there, but he said he had enough of it. So him and his friend went to a, a, a coffee shop and they saw people with Bibles. My best friend and I ended up getting into a conversation with them. So maybe they're carrying a Bible. We're thinking they're believers, right? Christ followers. Praise God they brought their Bibles there. Not just their Bible apps. <laughs> what am I? And then they asked them, what does your church believe about homosexuality? Believer, I want you to answer this way because this is the truth. They said, we believe it is a sin. Some, some of us, we sidestep that. Oh my gosh. We sidestep that to like a point where we got crossed over by Steph Curry. Then we, our, our ankles break. We fall down because we dodged it. We don't want to answer it. We don't want to be politically incorrect. But these believers praise God that they did. Then they were invited. Then they invited them to go to church. And that Sunday, the preacher was preaching about Romans 7. Romans chapter 7. And this guy, he says, Then after the sermon, this guy on the side of the church prayed for me. I came back to my seat and I was processing the sermon, the worship music, and everything, he said. Then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit overwhelmed me. And God was like, I'm God. Jesus is my son. Heaven's real. Hell's real. The Bible's true. You are now adopted into my kingdom. Welcome. And he burst into tears. And the rest is history. Now he's writing, he wrote a book. This is in CBN News. Once you meet the creator, there is a change. Once you start accepting the truth about the Bible, you need to accept everything about the Bible. Folks, we can't sidestep the truth. If they ask you, is this, what does your Bible say? It's a sin. Blame it on me. If you can, well, you know what? My pastor said it's a sin, so talk to him. If you, if you can't handle the blow, I'll take the bullet for you. So, in regards to identity, sexual identity, there's only male Email because the Bible says so. Jesus said it. And it's best for us to stay with it. The second part is, I want it now versus God's best. This is for the single people. <laughs> the single people. Don't raise your hands, but uh, I know who you are. And sometimes, right, sometimes the world tells us, that why wait for marriage? You can have sex now. Let's go to the club. Go to the club. Meet someone. Paper. Marriage is just a piece of paper. Right? 2 Corinthians. Oh, wait. Okay. I have 2 Corinthians 6, 14-ish. Stay away from people who are not followers of the Lord. Can someone who is good get along with someone who is evil? Are light and darkness the same? I put this here because of what? For you to be yoke, you can only be in the same marriage with, the, with a believer. It's not popular these days. You cannot yoke with unbelievers. You can only marry same person, hopefully the opposite sex, I know, because you can get married now with the same sex, right? Hopefully with the opposite sex that have the same faith. That's 2 Corinthians 6.14. If you guys have been trying to figure that out, that's sec the address for that is 2 Corinthians 6.14. Stay away from people who are not followers of the Lord. Can someone who is good get along with someone who is evil? Are light and the darkness the same? And then we go to 1 Corinthians 7.2. But because of the temptation of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. So you cannot commit this act if you are not married. There are, I know, the pursuit of pleasure. The pursuit of pleasure, right? 
We can't deny ourselves. It's now or never. The thing is, like, one night stands, right? Orgies. The world offers that. It's like driving a car. Test drive it first before you buy it. <laughs> you like you like the drive? You want to buy it? There's no test driving in Christianity. You buy the car first. Then you can't return it. <laughs> can't return it. It's the opposite now, right? You know, when I was growing up, it was such a taboo. It was so wrong. People in my neighborhood will talk about the person, the couple that were living in together. And everybody knew who they were. <laughs> everybody knew. Oh, you know, they live in Yamayan. <laughs> They're living in together. Oh my gosh, I was eight years old, I think, and I heard about it. I'm like, oh, they're not married? Oh. No, right now, right now it's the, it's the normal. It's the norm. Now everybody, if you say, I'm going to get married, everybody's going to say, why? You guys have a house already. Who cares? Why would you care about what your pastors say? Well, if you care about what God says, we only tell you what God says up here. And in this church, we can't stay away from the truth about the Word. Because the truth about the Word is what saved us. For God so loved the world. Now again, if you are in this sin, God is good. God is good. He wants you to make it right. If you need to stop, stop. If you can't stop, ask for His help. And you know what? Let me save you the time. If you're going to go home tonight and look for a loophole in that Bible, Brother Jelmer already tried that. Remember Brother Jelmer? Brother Jelmer told me this. He told me, I went home after that Bible study. I was looking for loopholes. But I couldn't find one. I could not find one. So he goes, do I really need to get married? I go, yeah. If you are with girl and you love her, you got to make it right with the Lord so that he can bless your union. Because folks, God invented sex. Don't let the world lie to you. Don't accept that lie. That's not from him. It's not from the world. It's not from the enemy. It is from God. What sin does, what the enemy does, what the world does is he perverts it. He makes it wrong. What is something sacred, which is you and I, our bodies are sacred because we were created in His image. Please think about that for a minute. Let, let that soak in in your mind. That you and I were created in God's image. That means we are sacred. And then when you accepted Christ, you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you, indwells in you. So you tell me that that one night stand will be better? You know, sin will give you a momentary, momentary pleasure. Not going to deny it. For a moment, you will feel But for the rest of the way, you will feel terrible. In this verse, the Apostle Paul describes any activity outside of marriage as sexual immorality. That means when we read of sexual immorality, it includes sex before marriage or any and many examples of it. So please, folks, when you look at yourself, you find yourself, you know, look good. I look good because I... I'm created in the image of God. The image and likeness of God. And if you look at your brother and your sister, you have to see them as your brother and your sister created in the image of God. So if you are not married, you cannot, you cannot be having sex. You need to be married. 1 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 to 5, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, and each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. Self-control is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The only way that the fruit of the Holy Spirit, remember this study? The only way that the Holy Spirit can manifest its fruit in us if we are walking side by side, walking hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. If we are living, you cannot do it, but the Holy Spirit in you can do it. That is what Philippians 4.13 is. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's just not about making that free throw. It's not about making that money at work where you use that verse. That verse you use and you meditate on if you are struggling with the sin of lust. Sexual immorality. We have to abstain from it. Third point. Outside marriage. Outside marriage. I have 15 minutes. This is a heavy topic. This could, I could go on with this one. <laughs> this could be a whole series in its, on its own. Hebrews 13.4 Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. What does an undefiled marriage bed look like? Do we need to tell you? It looks like a bed that a husband and wife share exclusively together. That's an undefiled bed. Exclusively. Any kind of sex that is before or outside or in addition to, to a married relationship of husband and wife is sinful according to the Bible. I didn't make this up. The Lord said it. The Lord through Paul said it. It's been there for many years, the world has been trying to discount the Word of God. They've been trying to get rid of it, but it's not going to happen. So if you are a Christ follower, you cannot have a second, third, fourth, fifth party. Although that's, that's what the world says, right? I mean, have you seen, I mean, they make all the movies about it. All the shows that you watch are about you know, I can't watch a Netflix show these days without somebody in that show being a homosexual, without somebody in that, that, um, that show having a, a cheating episode where they will cheat with their partner. There's nothing, cause, because sex sells, right? Sex sells. And that's why we're propagated with it. You step out of this room, you heard a lot about sex here, and you're going to go out there, and you're going to see it, right? Hopefully, you see it in a different light again. Because it's everywhere. It's in the billboards. It's in your Facebook. It's on your Instagram. It's on your social media. It's, the children see it. There's this thing called sexting, you know, and everything else that they do. It's, it's everywhere. So, if we don't view ourselves are sacred our bodies are sacred we will never view sex as sacred if we will not recognize that jesus that's that's how jesus that's how that's how paul uh illustrated god's love for us that we are jesus's bride he is right we are married with him so husbands and wives in this room we cannot, and we must not, the Bible tells us, we cannot be committing this act outside our marriage. And this includes watching those movies. It includes it. Pornographic materials is counted. If the one with the before the marriage part, that's included in there. It's all a sin. I'm going to say it again. I said it before. I'll say it again. Masturbation is a sin. 
Uh, don't look at each other and start knocking each other's elbow. You know, but this is, this is the truth. Sexual immorality has no place for a believer. The love affair. Love affair, right? Fair to remember. I remember that classic. And the fair to remember. For some odd reason, we human beings are so attracted to stolen water. To stolen water. The proverb says, you don't, don't, don't buy the guy that stole sweeter. Pakas na mga saglit. Mga I don't know. Mga nakaw na sandali. Stolen moments is what they say. There's so many movies entitled with that in the Philippines. And it's, and it's not true. L listen to this. Proverbs 6, 20-29. Written by Solomon, who did not deny himself of anything he, he saw. Right? Any pretty girl he married or became his concubine. And this is what he wrote. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction a light. Their corrective discipline is the way of life. It, it will keep from the immoral woman or man. From the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glances seduce you. Those beautiful, beautiful eyes. Don't let it, don't, don't buy for it. For a prostitute will bring you to poverty. But sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. Can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. We can't be playing around with this. This is the truth. This is heavy truth. Again, if this is something that you are into, it's time to quit. You are here for a reason. You're here to hear God's word. This is God's word. I pray that you heed. And if you are not practicing this and, and, and you're being, you're, you're like in the middle of it, I pray that you ask for God's help right now. Because it's a trap. Proverbs 7, 1, 20, 1 to 27. Please turn your Bible apps to Proverbs 7, 1 to 27. It's not on the screen. And this is what it says. Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey my commands and live. Obeying God's commands protects us. Remember, the AIDS, right? The, the, the sexual transmitted diseases are all over. Teenage pregnancy is an all, at an all-time high. Divorce rates usually happen because of a third party. Love wisdom like a sister. Make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. That's verse 5. Verse 6, While I was at the window of my house looking at the curtain, I saw a young, naive, young man. <laughs> and one in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. It was at twilight in the evening as darkness fell. The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and markets soliciting at every corner. You know, if you meet somebody who's trying to make you their third party, you're probably not the first, and you probably won't be the last. Right? You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets, with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed and with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. 
That's what the club smells like, right? <laughs> it smells so good because everybody's wearing their perfume and their cologne. But little do you know, <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, you're <laughs> it's not the same girl. Hopefully it's a girl if you're a guy, right? <laughs> Come, let's drink our fill for love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses for my husband is not home. He's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. Ali. And listen to this. I'm reading this because I want you guys to know that we've probably all seen this happen. This has probably been told, you know, we were probably the young, naive person one time. So she seduced him with pretty speech and enticed him with flattery. He followed her at once. And listen to this. This is verse 22. Like an ox going to the slaughter, he was like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. Folks, the world tries to attract us. Those people who are never satisfied with their marriage and wants a third party, they're just going to use you. And you're going to fall against, you're, not, you're going to displease God. And you're going to hate yourself. And you're probably going to cost a divorce. And the, children's, the children that's in there too will be affected. It's not a one party consequence. It affects everybody. The church will be affected. Your testimony will be affected. Sexual immorality is one of the one thing that's always attacked heavily right now. We are in a, a sexualized society. You just have to look anywhere and you know they're trying to sell it. They're making you think. And you have to watch. You need to be vigilant in the shows that you watch. Because they're really trying to indoctrinate our minds. They're really trying to indoctrinate our minds. They're normalizing cheating. They're normalizing sex outside marriage. They're normalizing sex before marriage. They're normalizing identity, sexual identity as normal. And then Bible, school. Not you can't relate to that anymore. Not practical. That's all they're doing. Christ follower, fourth point. Christ follower, if you are a Christ follower... You are a living sacrifice. You are a living sacrifice now, not later. Living, not dead sacrifice. Oh, I'll be, I'll, I'll share the gospel when I'm dead. You know how we're going to do it, Pastor Joe? You're going to share the gospel during my eulogy. So that people will be saved while I'm there. I'm already dead. Because I don't want to do it now. I'll glorify him when I'm dead. You glorify him now. Living sacrifice. This is verse 1 of Romans 12. I know we've been trying to memorize Romans 12 too. Romans 12 1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Has God been good to you, folks? If he's been good to you, please say amen. amen. Here you go. So present your bodies to Him. Offer your bodies to Him. If it means to deny yourself of sexual immorality, deny yourself of sexual immorality. Deny yourself of sexual immorality. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Here, we're praising and worshiping Him. That's what we call it. That's what we do. But your life, how, the way you live, is how you worship Him. Now, if you're living contrary to the Word of God, then you are not worshiping Him. You need to present your bodies as holy and living sacrifice. Get rid of those movies. You know, back in my days, were magazines. It's outdated now. The... the for, for somebody, for, for young people to access porn is so easy. It's through their phone. Back in the days, we had those videos, video places. And then for you to even rent those kind of movies, there's a dark room. 
That's called adult's room. And you don't really want to be caught going in there. And then coming out and then somebody knows you. Like, hey! <laughs> or you go in there, you see somebody you know. Like, oh, hey. Uh. But now, there was shame before, at least. But now you can hide it in your own time. You go incognito on your Google. You probably already know that. Why, why did I even say it? But it's so easy. Right? Next point. Last point. Christ follower lives for Christ. If we haven't been clear, this is what we've been trying to say. If you are a Christ follower, you need to be living for Christ. You just can't be saying it, although that's good. But what you say must be followed with action. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You were created in God's image. Right? Everybody was created in God's image. But the people that have surrendered to Christ, the people that have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, has been, is, is being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. Can we say amen with that? Amen. Even if it's a painful amen, like amen. Because <laughs> you can't win. For God bought you with a high price. He bought you at a high price. Isn't it just right? He bought you with His life. He spilled His blood for you. He took the blows for you. People spat on His face. Because of your sins and mine, not His. It's just right that we live for Him. So you must honor God with your body. Last point. I, I lied. I thought that was the last point. I didn't see it. <laughs> Thou shalt not lie. I'm sorry. Lord. Find happiness in the Lord. Psalm 37.4. This is the good news uh, version. Seek your happiness in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. And He will give you your heart's desire. See, I, I wanted this version because I wanted us to see this part. Seek your happiness in the Lord. Because if the Lord is your happiness, do you need anything else? No, because your heart's desires become Him. We use this verse, we use this verse because we, our heart's desire is the world. Everything about the world. That new car, that extramarital relationship, that whatever else about the world. Not God, we just use Him. It's like a genie. Rub it, and then Will Smith in blue will come out. No, we need to seek your happiness in the Lord. He needs to be our happiness. Can't be anything. There's, there's not enough men. There's never going to be enough men. There's not, never going to be enough women. There's never going to be enough money that will make you happy. It is the Lord that will make a believer happy, anybody for that matter happy. Hebrews 12, 16. See to it that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who, who for a single meal sold his birthright. Remember this? Remember we had a message where I asked you guys, what is your bowl of soup? Remember? Because he sold his birthright because he was hungry for our lentil soup, a soup that doesn't taste like anything. But he could care less for it because he's his flesh. He could care for he only cared for his flesh. Don't sell yourself short. We're selling ourselves short when we created in God's image, the temple of the Holy Spirit, fall into the sexual immoral woman or man or relationship or movie or act. You mean a lot to God. God loves you. God knows you by name. You mean the world to Him to a point that He gave His life for you. Don't sell yourself short. Now if your bowl of soup is sexual immorality, I pray. I pray that tonight, He will surrender to His truth. The only true source of happiness is an intimate relationship with the Lord. Intimate, not facade, not show. 
Not for me to see, although it would be good for me to see if it's real intimate, we will see it. It will show. Intimate. Real. A real, the only true source of happiness is an intimate relationship with the Lord. No amount of men or women or adventure can truly fill our longing. Because we have a longing to be happy. We have a longing to be loved. We have that longing. Only God can, can give that. A Christ follower is obeying and living for the Lord is the only one, the only one that can feel the satisfaction from the one person that can truly give it, which is Jesus Christ. Let's close in prayer. Father, I pray. We thank you for your message, Lord God. I thank you for your people who are here tonight, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you bless them. I pray that you have blessed them with your message. Lord, if you have convicted some of them or most of them or all of them or that person that you want to hear, that one person that you wanted to hear this message, I pray, Lord God, that you enable them. Enable them to obey, Lord God. Sustain us, Father God, as we continue to live in this world that continues to attract us and trap us into sexual immorality. I pray, Father God, that we see our bodies sacred, that we see sex as sacred, because it is from you. And I pray for the marriages, Lord God, who are experiencing this, Lord God, as being attacked by the enemy. I pray for protection for them. I pray, Lord God, for rescue for them. I pray for that brother or sister who has fallen. I pray for rescue for them, Lord God. I pray for humility, Lord God, that they will turn their lives to you and admit to the sin and you will rescue them, Lord. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are, are confused about their identity, sexual identity. I pray that you will empower them and give them clarity, Lord God, and make them, just humble them, Lord, for them to surrender to your truth. I pray for those relationships who are, are, are committing, uh, having sex, Lord God, outside uh, before marriage, Lord. I pray that you will just clear it to them. And they will be happily, Lord God, be, be happy to obey you and commit their lives into marriage. You, the center of their relationship. Father, I pray for your guidance. Again, as we walk out this building, Lord God, I pray that we will glorify you. I pray that our lives will be a living sacrifice that will glorify you and you will be pleased with. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.